Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome in. Thanks for joining us here at On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, uh, and I'd like to just preface this to say that today we're gonna to be talking about recruiting, uh, but all of these shows will be available via a multicast. So you can subscribe on your YouTube link by just clicking subscribe, or you can subscribe via Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, joining us today will be Jerry Hamilton. Now, Jerry is one of my favorite guys in the industry. Uh, I've known him for more than 20 plus years He's covered recruiting for ESPN, for 24-7 Sports, Rivals.com. He's helped select the Under Armour All-American game, uh, the players for that, for, I guess, 10 to 15 years, almost uh, since its onset. Uh, but Jerry is uh, one of the most knowledgeable guys in the business. He's also a native Houstonian like myself, uh, so he knows the ins and outs of the Texas high school beat. He also writes for Inside Texas uh, as a specialist in recruiting. Uh, and he is a, uh, a guy that's well-known in the industry and somebody whose voice, I think, is uh, one that needs to be listened to when it comes to college sports and recruiting. So without further ado, uh, I'm now going to join in uh, Jerry Hamilton. Well, we're now joined by Jerry Hamilton. Uh, as I mentioned, Jerry is one of my very best friends in this industry. Um, I mentioned all his accolades, uh, and I neglected to, to say that Jerry actually has a new position, and that's with On3. On3 is a new network that uh, we're part of, uh, and Inside Texas is part of, and Jerry is the national recruiting analyst for it, as well as being part of the Inside Texas team. Jerry, welcome uh, welcome into the show. Yeah, man. Great to be here on the first one. <laughs> it's been 20 years since you and I probably started talking about this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, a long, a long ways from Friendswood and Doby, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. I mentioned we were both Houstonians in the open. I, I think that, uh, you know, I think that one of the things I always like about talking, uh, recruiting with you uh, is that you have a real passion for it. And I think that, you know, I do. And so we always seem to feed off each other a little bit, maybe sometimes too much, right? Right, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're obsessive. So let's yes. uh, let's get started. Uh, you, one of the things you and I talked about uh, wanting to to go over in this this uh, first episode was really Steve Sarkeesian and what he needs from certain players uh, in recruiting compared to what other people might want. You know, what is Sarkeesian's big big takeaway for you so far? Well, I, I think the main thing is when you come into a program, you assess the program, right? And where are your weak spots? Where are your strengths? Um, and when you come into University of Texas, I, I believe every coach, the last three coaches that have been hired, have overestimated the talent on the offensive line. Uh, and I just believe that. I think there's good players. So I know this is going out. A lot of people are going to see it. But when you talk about the elite guys on the offensive line, I mean, but hell, you could say that about Clemson not having elite guys on the offensive line. But 
new staffs come in, I think they've overestimated where they're at in terms of depth of numbers on the offensive line. And I think also with Sarkeesian, it was speed at wide receiver. Uh, look, you got to have guys to stretch the field. You got to have guys that you can move around within the offense. You're seeing Xavier Worthy do that. And that's actually a big recruiting pitch. And it's going to be a big recruiting hit for Steve Sarkeesian and these guys if Worthy keeps doing what he's doing. Uh, but I think those two positions offensively were the big ones, uh, and they still need to be addressed in this recruiting class. Look, it's top five ranked recruiting class right now, uh, but they have to, they got to hit those positions and then corner to really fill all the needs in the program. So take, take me through this. I, I mean, you, you use the word speed, and that really touched a nerve with me because I, I feel like Texas just hosted someone named Brennan Thompson, who I think is a great example of that, right? He's a wide receiver from Spearman up in the panhandle. And as far as speed goes, it doesn't really get better than him anywhere in the country. No, it doesn't. I mean, Brennan ran a 10-3-8 with now what we know was a a bone spur on his talus bone. I uh, just had that removed a week ago. Uh, so he hasn't even been 100%. I, you know, Bobby, we've talked about Brennan a little bit watching video. And, and you know, he's a, he is a legit speed player. I think he's also a fast starter, obviously, with 100-meter times. I think he's a guy you can move around. Look, Texas, Texas A&M battling it out. Oklahoma State's the third team in it. But I think, you know, at A&M, they're selling him on the Anaya Smith role. Well, look at what they do with Anaya Smith. Uh, to get him the ball and move him around in the offense. I don't think Brennan's ever going to carry the ball like Anais did at a and I think Brennan's a natural wide receiver. But I think between sophomore and junior season, you saw a little progression from a small-town guy. You saw more arms extended uh, receptions, and that put him in position to tuck the ball and do something after the catch and be in position to maximize after the catch. But he's a sharp kid. He's a smart kid. He's a guy you can move around in your offense. He's a guy that will be a factor in the kickoff return game. And when you just look at it with Texas, you know, obviously took the official visit a couple weekends ago for the Rice game. Probably not a surprise Xavier Worthy had 10 targets in that game, right, and had a career day. But, you know, I think the biggest thing Texas had to do for Brennan is convince him and get him to envision himself going to the University of Texas and living in Austin because Spearman's a small town. And I think some of those uh, uh, qualities of a smaller college station attracted him early on in the process. But Texas made a great recruiting move with Brennan Bobby. Jordan Shipley being involved on that official visit weekend, telling him how he got away from Austin, where all the best fishing spots are, uh, and it was everything's an hour away. And in, in kind of telling Brennan, look, I was a small town guy, even though Burnett's close to Austin, but he said, I'm a small town guy, but I came to Texas and I could still get away. I didn't spend all my time in the big city. I think Texas hit a home run on that and it puts Texas in a position to win this recruitment. We'll see what happens. Brennan could show up at the A&M Alabama game next weekend. That's been planned for a while. So A&M will maybe get one more shot at it. But I think Texas is a pretty good spot. But to your point, the speed, I mean, look, there just aren't many guys that run 10-3-8 and can actually catch a football, right? I mean, so when you hit those two, I mean, look, Art Browse built a great program on guys like that. He really did. He they, they, they recruited off track times at Baylor for years. Well, this is one of those types of guys. Yeah, I think that hopefully a couple things. One is uh, he attracts – uh, higher quality and uh, Sarkeesian attracts higher quality individuals than maybe some of those <laughs> Baylor players end up being. But uh, obviously the speed is is a, a different category, right? And yeah. 
And I, and I think that that really plays into it. The other issue you mentioned is the idea that the Aggies somehow have this Anaya Smith uh, in their back pocket. Well, he I watched the entire Arkansas game for them. He didn't do anything. Right. I mean, it's it's one thing if you can get them in the ball and the type of offense. And I think that that Sarkeesian, and just as a person that watches college football, and it, it can be said, I mean, the Sarkeesian offense absolutely looks a lot more player friendly from a skill position standpoint than what you're seeing at A&M right now. And I don't think that's totally predicated on who the Aggies have at quarterback either. No, I, I agree with you. And, and there's a top ranked prospect uh, whose, uh, you know, recruitment is ongoing. Uh, the father told me this week, he said, look, if he said, this thing's close to flipping for Texas uh, with, with Haynes King going down and A&M, well, who knows how that season's going to go for them. He, he, he's one of those guys who said, look, if Texas beats TCU in Oklahoma, these kids are going to start wanting to come back to Austin because it's fun, again, to watch Texas football. And I know I harped on that on Inside Texas, aesthetically pleasing offense. It's been a long time, and that matters, not just for the receivers. Harold Perkins, a five-star linebacker, wants to see that. You want to see a fun team to watch and the crowd getting behind the fun team, the parents watching a team. It's an offensive game. You got to score points. You got to put touchdowns on the board. And that translates to defensive recruiting as much as offensive nowadays. I, I think it does too. And, I, and I'm, I'm intrigued, right? Because it, it, it sometimes get to this, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? You have to win before you get the kids, but you need a win to get the kids. And, yeah. and so I, I feel like, as you and I have talked about this before, what does the coaching staff bring to the table to make that switch, to, to bring it up? And I think, I think the answer right now is, uh, partial, uh, in large part, what Sark's been able to do on offense in two consecutive weeks, really, um, in three out of the four games. No question. I mean, and you look at the profile of a wide receiver coach, Andre Coleman. Look, you know, there are many guys who've told me Andre Coleman's a really good football coach. He's more of a relationship builder in recruiting. He's not a hype guy. Well, you know what helps Andre Coleman recruit the next round of receivers is Xavier Worthy and what Sarkeesian's doing in that offense. So it all fits together, right? I mean, now that, now that, that message in that vision to a Jordan Hudson who's visiting October 16th, you think Jordan Hudson doesn't see that Xavier Worthy's leading Texas in receiving yards as a true freshman? I mean, I know that is stuff is starting to happen uh, at IMG Academy. Carnell Tate, one of the top junior receivers in the country, uh, on Wednesday said, I've watched Texas. Uh, Xavier Worthy, I've seen what Sarkeesian's doing to get him the ball as a true freshman. That's what these kids want to see. So that helps your wide receiver recruit coach recruiting pitch as well. So to your point, you know, look, they're seeing Bijan have great success. They're seeing tight ends a little more involved. They're seeing Xavier Worthy and Jordan Whittington, and these guys get a lot of targets, and they're getting the ball in space. And Xavier Worthy, because he's a special player, shows that in this offense, if you have something in your game after the catch, you're going to have opportunities to make big plays, and that's what he's doing. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I, I almost wonder, I, I wonder how, what you feel about this topic, right? So uh, the one thing Texas hasn't really done yet with Casey Thompson at quarterback is hit that deep ball, right? And, and so while Worthy is, is fast and quick, that combination can't go, it's not just being fast or quick, it's he's fast and quick. Um, how does that place a guy like Brennan Thompson in that discussion or, or Evan Stewart or Jordan Hudson or whoever it is, right, that, that you want to try to take the top off the defense with. I mean, is that the next piece that has to happen to really take, take the next level for Texas from a recruiting standpoint? Or is that just an on-field standpoint and you think they're already there from a recruiting standpoint right now? I think they're already there from a recruiting standpoint. I mean, if you look at a kid like Brennan Thompson's skill set, he's not a guy that's going to go run a go route and go catch a 50-50 ball against a 6-2 corner. He's the guy you want to get the ball in space and let him do something with it. And I think even Evan Stewart, as great a player as he is, he look, he can do it all. But the ability to catch the ball and go make guys miss and maximize yards after the catch is always number one with these guys. Yeah, you want to race down the field from a coaching standpoint – uh, and take the top off the defense. But for the players, it's the number of targets and it's the position you get the ball in to do something after the catch. Because look, especially, I mean, you know, name, image, and likeness factors into this now. It's, it's such a different game for us. What's going to get you more Instagram followers? It's the big plays. It's the catch in the seven-yard hitch route, making a couple of guys miss and going 60 on Sports Center every night. It's not necessarily running a go route and catching a ball where the safety messes up the coverage, right? I mean, it's the it's the catch the ball in the short and intermediate game and doing something with it that I think is really attractive. And I and I tell you what, that has been something that has been so missing in Texas's game. Yes. Um, in the last 10 years, you were mentioning about uh, earlier, you mentioned about Texas being exciting to watch, right? And you and I both We've been doing this for, I've been doing it almost 30 years now. You've, you're 20, 25 plus maybe. 25. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I think about it in this, this way. The last time Texas was really fun to watch from a uh, uh, offense perspective was Colt McCoy. That's it. That's it. I mean, and, you know, mm -hmm. Vince Young, obviously watching him was like, you know, watching another. Right. <laughs> You know, right. at times, but I, I think that that's the last time Texas football has really been fun for a viewer that doesn't have a uh, a, a shekel in the game. You know, he doesn't right. really care one way or the other. But if you, you turn on Texas right now and watch them scoring point after point against Texas Tech or or Rice, it doesn't really matter. It was also the way and the, the efficiency and that sort of stuff. And that bleeds over, I think, to your point. Going back, I, I don't necessarily need your comment on that, but I wanted to, you hit on something that I thought was interesting, okay? You mentioned that the Alabama uh, A&M game, right, mm -hmm. um, is a night game in College Station. Yes. And you mentioned Brennan Thompson might be going to that, and obviously other players might be going on that. But at the same time, Texas OU is that morning. 
you know, and it's a three hour drive from right. Dallas to College Station or so. So I, do you I, you told me um, before we got on this call that there are a couple of people that might be or at least one that might be doing both games that day, whereas two weeks ago, there's no way they were doing both games. But now they want to see Texas. And that's that, that, in, that in itself says something, right? That's a great point. And that's how quickly momentum can shift in recruiting, right? I mean, look, I mean, A&M put everything into this season. If you really think about it, I mean, the offseason, Jimbo's like, I'm, we're going to beat Nick Saban. We're going to do this. And Nick Saban's famous line was what in golf? <laughs> um, but A&M, had, they've loaded up the defensive line. They've put in recruiting. They've recruited really well. But they've put everything into the season. They know the schedule. They had Alabama, have Alabama at home. They've got a very favorable schedule. And I think they were building off of all that momentum and recruiting in June. But to your point, you know, now Texas is scoring a lot of points. It looks a little different. Um, even with the Arkansas, we can't even call that a hiccup, whatever you want to call that. But it's how quickly momentum can change in recruiting. And right now, Jacoby Matthews is one of those guys, number 42 player in the on 300, safety out of Ponchatoula. Uh, was committed to LSU, backed out of that. Looked like he was going to Texas A&M. Terry Joseph's really strongly connected to the head coach there. Played for him, in fact. Um, so Texas has hung around in that recruitment. Now Jacoby Matthews plans to be at the Red River shootout and then probably go down to A&M the same day. So that's at least one guy who's going to make that trip. And by the way, Matthews will be back on the 16th for an official to Texas. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Terry Joseph, just for those fans that don't know. Um, Joseph is the cornerbacks coach for Texas and is from the state of Louisiana, like you mentioned. So I want to, I want to clearly that up for him. Um, you mentioned that October 16th weekend, is that the next, that's the next big weekend, right? For Texas recruiting outside of the Texas OU game where recruits can go, but they can't really see other coaches and all that other stuff. Yeah, it's the 16th, October 16th is the big weekend. It's going to be a massive weekend. Look, Texas is putting almost everything into this weekend, Arch Manning's going to be in town. So what do you have to have around Arch Manning? The most talent you can gather in Austin that day. Uh, you know, Quincy Wiggins, one of the top D linemen in the country out of Louisiana. Larry Turner, good in the safety out of California. Ernest Green, one of the top guards in America out of St. John Bosco in California. All those kids are going to be in on official visits. And then a lot of commits will be there unofficially. John Tay Cook in 2023, one of the top receivers in the country. Anthony Hill, linebacker Denton Ryan, the top junior, one of the top junior linebackers in the country. It's going to be a who's who list in Austin that day. And you kind of see it kind of coming together for Texas in the last two or three weeks as the names started matriculating out. And once you saw Arch Manning was coming in town, you knew this was their big recruiting weekend. But like you said, there's going to be a lot of guys in the stands in Dallas Saturday at the Cotton Bowl. Texas is the host school. They can't talk to those kids, but they can provide the tickets. Cameron Williams, the big offensive tackle out of Duncanville, committed to Oregon. Look, Texas hadn't given up on him. He says he's going to be in the stands. We mentioned Jacoby Matthews. There's going to be a lot of guys they'll end up going to that game. Um, but, but to your point, Bobby, you know, in June, July, I think more of those names are headed to A&M for the Alabama game, and they're still going to have a lot of guys. Don't get, don't get me wrong. But there's more guys now that I think are thinking about or going to the Cotton Bowl Saturday. Gotcha. It's definitely a shorter trip for those kids in, in, in the Dallas area too, right? Yeah, no question. Yeah, the, the other question that, that, that I want to circle back to, and then we'll be done for this first episode – I really appreciate you joining me, by the way. Absolutely. Um, uh, the, the, 
the question I wanted to circle back to, and you mentioned it a little bit with Cameron Williams and with Ernest Green, is when I first asked you about, you know, what Sark wanted, and you mentioned first thing out of your mouth was offensive line and, and that thought process. So Texas has a couple of offensive line commits, right, right now. Uh, Connor Robinson and yep. Cole Hudson, those guys are, are those guys are on board. Big, good-looking prospects, right? Yep, interior guys. Uh, one of those guys will be the future center at Texas, uh, compete with Jake Majors. Um, you know, Todd Dodge told me when I was by Westlake a few weeks ago, he thinks Connor Robertson could be a fabulous center. Well, we should probably listen to Todd Dodge on that. He's had a lot of guys, right, at Southlake <laughs> and over the years and recruited them at North Texas and Pitt. Uh, but he thinks Connor can play guard very well. He thinks he'd be an exceptional center. So Cole Hudson is actually wants a chance to play center, which to me that's a quality – that you're looking for because not a lot of kids in high school raise their hand and say, yeah, I want to play center. Right. I mean, Cole actually likes the idea that so Texas has two legitimate center prospects in this clash, which I think is huge. And, you know, I think that for the Texas fans, the biggest question they've had Bobby on inside Texas is where are the offensive tackles? You know, I mean, look, Dev Devon Campbell's one of the top guards in the country. It's Texas OU USC. He's got Bama this weekend for an official Ernest green. We mentioned, Cam Dewberry, I think, slides inside the interior long term, but he could play right tackle. He's out of Atascacita. Um, you know, that's Oklahoma, AM, Texas, Ohio State, LSU, maybe Alabama in that one. But where are those tackles going to come from? Bobby, I think they're going to come from the portal. I really do. And uh, I think Texas is going to be portal attack mode at offensive tackle after this season. I think they're looking for some guys to come in and compete right away. Um, instead of having to develop those guys for a couple of year on a couple of years on the edge, I, I believe Texas will fill out a great class on the interior of the offensive line where they can develop some of those guys. But they're looking for a little more of a quick fix at offensive tackle, I believe, unless they can flip a Kelvin Banks from Oregon, which I still think is a long shot because look, Mario Cristobal has it going in Oregon. Yeah, that's just so interesting to me because um, I'm thinking of this weekend Texas plays TCU, and guess what? TCU has a transfer tackle from Memphis that's starting right now. And yep. then you look at you look at the next week, and they Texas plays OU, and gee, there's a starting offensive tackle from Tennessee that transferred in this year. Yep. And so I, I think that the portal is a from a recruiting perspective is changing the entire dynamic of college football recruiting, right? And so uh, that's that's interesting. Um, yeah, and I think for your if you can get experienced guys at a premium position, and they may not be first-round picks, they may not be third-round picks, but if you can get an experienced guy at a premium position to hold you over when a new staff comes in to where you can develop those guys behind them, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. All right, Jerry, I really appreciate your time. Um, just as a reminder to everyone, uh, please check out Inside Texas. That's where Jerry and I hang out most of the day <laughs> on the message boards as well as writing articles. Uh, Jerry's a national recruiting analyst for On3. Uh, he's had been busy ranking players this past week, I think. And he's down in Florida today uh, at IMG Academy yesterday trying to look at, I think, what do they have, like 20, 20 Division One recruits? It's, I mean, look, they, could come, they, they might beat Louisiana Monroe this year. They're <laughs> the best-looking IMG team I've ever seen. And, and I think it's the best group of kids they've had. Um, but they've, when you, IMG's program is really humming right now. Their national team is the guys that play the varsity schedule. Their JV team, I guess, I don't know if it's called JV, it's probably their varsity team's ranked 40th in America. They don't <laughs> even play the schedule. That's how much talent they have right now. It's, it, it was unbelievable seeing those kids. That's, that's awesome. Um, but for, for us, 
uh, on Texas football can be found on YouTube. Please subscribe if you've enjoyed this. Uh, it also can be found on uh, podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify as well. Uh, but uh, for us, for myself, Bobby Burton, and Jerry Hamilton, thanks for watching and listening, and uh, hook them. <laughs>